Hey there, this is Craig Valentine from TribulantsTraining.com and TTFatLoss.com, and we are going to do a muscle and metabolism call this week. So we're really going to talk a lot about the muscle building stuff, but also, you know, it's really important because lean mass, that muscle, is one of the major factors that you can influence in changing your metabolism. Because a lot of the other stuff that people talk about, you know, the foods that you eat, you really can't change your metabolism that way. It's only really by your lean mass. So that's what we're going to talk about a lot this week but also some training stuff from my friend Jay Ferugia. He helped me with a workout program back in the day, and we got some really good uh, nutrition quotes from him as well from his new program. All right, so first I want to mention, though, that I have a crazy new workout that has been launched, and you can get it for free. It's called the TT Gauntlet Workout, and there is a catch. There's actually a couple catches here. First catch, number one, is that it's advanced, so it's not for beginners. Catch number two is you can only get it by going to my fan page on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash turbulence training fan page. And by becoming a fan there, you'll get the link to it, and then you'll get access to the download page, and that's how you get the program, okay? All right, and so let's get into this week's seven-day guide here. We're going to, again, focus on metabolism information and muscle building information. Got some good resources for you. So let's start the week, Monday, March 29th, Transformation Tip of the Week, and we're going to start with a quote from the actor Jeremy Piven, the guy from Entourage, and I believe he was in uh, Old School, or, yeah, I think he was in Old School. Um, he was Krusty Old Dean in Old School, or he was uh, in the Van Wilder movie. I can't even remember. Anyways, he was Krusty Old Dean in one movie, and his quote is, to get something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. And that really does apply to our fat loss stuff because it's so important that we get out of our comfort zones and we change our program all the time and understand that if things aren't working now, then things have to change. We can't go on doing the same thing over and over again and not getting results and think that doing more of the same is going to get us results. That's not going to work. So I actually want to share with you two quotes this week. The other one is uh, Kekich Credo number 27. And it says, the choice to exert integrated effort or to default to camouflage laziness is the key choice that determines your character, competence, and future. That critical choice must be made continually throughout life. The most meaningful thing to live for is reaching your full potential. Okay? So that's what we want to focus on is doing the best we can every day, changing when we need to change, and never giving up. All right, so this week we're going to focus on a workout that Jay Ferugia helped me. Uh, design, and so it was from January 2008, I believe, and it's a very simple program, but very effective. Uh, so the workout started with deadlifts, three three sets of three, and then one back offset of 15 reps with a light weight, and then close grip bench press, we did five by five on that one, and then 40 reps of chin-ups and as many, few sets as I needed. Now, Jay didn't, isn't selling this program, but it was, you know, based on some conversations that he and I had, and uh, I came up with the workout. So it's my workout based off Jay's information. So that was the first workout of the week. All right, so into Tuesday, we're going to talk about 30 minutes of fun activity. So grab your green, or sorry, we're going to do 30 minutes of fun activity, then grab a green tea, and let's talk about this week's research review. First, it needs a little bit of background. For a long time in the muscle building world, people have been talking about these studies that show squats and deadlifts increase your testosterone levels. And that's fine. I mean, that's actually questionable as to whether there's an actual increase in the hormone output. But what people talk about all the time is that that is what makes you big. 
That is what helps build muscle is that boost in testosterone. But I'm here to tell you that that's not at all. I mean, that's a misguided belief that that hormone boost from these exercises does not influence muscle growth. What really influences muscle growth is the fact that you just worked really hard and moved a lot of weight and it's mechanical stress put on the muscles and they change and they adapt due to that. It's not from this boost in hormones from these exercises, okay? So that's the common belief that this hormone response to these exercises is magical, but it's absolutely not. And this study is going to show you that it, to prove that this hormone boost really doesn't do anything, okay? It's just an aberration, really. It's just it's what we, what I believe is, and some of my mentors believe is, is when you do training and you force fluid out of the blood vessels into the area around the muscles so you get that pump, then the hormone concentration simply that's left in the in the um, blood increases. And I've actually done a study when I was uh, in graduate school where we gave people uh, an incredible workout and we did show that yes, hormone increase for testosterone increase for like 30 minutes after training, but was back to normal in 60 minutes. So people are thinking, oh, in 30 minutes that hormone boost is, leads to muscle growth. Absolutely not. I mean, think about what steroid uh, bodybuilders have to do. They take steroids all the time. You know, they're injecting steroids once a week or whatever they do, and the, their testosterone goes through the roof 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And that is necessary, not just 30 minutes, a slight boost. So let's take a look at this study um, done by my friends at McMaster University, Dr. Stuart, Stuart Phillips and a bunch of guys there. And what they called it was this really long scientific name. It's Elevations in Ostensibly Anabolic Hormones with Resistance Exercise Enhanced Neither Training-Induced Muscle Hypertrophy nor strength of the elbow flexors. They could have worded it better, such as increasing anabolic hormones with, ex with resistance exercise doesn't make you bigger or stronger. I guess that's what I would have called it. Okay, so here's what they did. They had 12 healthy young men do a bicep workout program for 15 weeks. Okay, so they went through a 15-week program, two different groups of people. Okay, in one training, oh, sorry, same group of people, but they did um, one arm on one day, and then they did the other arm on another day. And what they did on one of those conditions was they did a high volume of leg resistance exercise to boost the hormones before they did the bicep curls. So on one day, they just did bicep curls. On another day, they did the hormone-boosting exercise, and then they did the bicep curls. So if this hormone boost from exercise really did help muscle growth, that arm that trained after the leg exercises would be bigger than the arm that didn't that trained just on its own without the leg exercises. I hope you're following me there, but that's very simple to understand. And the reason why they did it that way instead of having two different groups is because they wanted to control all the variation. Now you don't have to worry about, oh, you know, Joe in this group ate an extra 5,000 calories per day, whereas John, you know, he, was, he just didn't eat a lot. No, now you've got the same food going into these people, same rest, same everything, same genetics, but the only thing that is different is the training schedule, okay? So that's very important to understand. That's why they do these studies like that. What they found was when they did the bicep curls only, there was no increase in hormones. But when they did the leg exercise before the bicep curls, there was that big increase in hormones. And again, 
that big increase in hormones, according to all the muscle myth and, and lore, should increase the muscle building of that bicep curl. But what they found was both groups increased their arm size by 10 to 12 percent. It was actually 12 percent in the group that didn't do any leg exercise and 10 percent in the group that did do the, the leg exercise before the workout. So absolutely no differences in condition. All the muscle fibers increased the same between groups. Strength increased the same between groups. So there was no benefit to the increase in hormones from the high volume of lower body exercise. So again, the bottom line is the reason why people get bigger and stronger is simply from the training, not from any magical boost in hormones after training. So a bit of a complex topic there. If you've never heard of that, you're probably wondering what the heck I'm talking about. But if you've ever read a muscle building article, then it's just, you know, you've probably heard that, uh, you know, you've got to do these exercises to boost your hormones. Um, again, that's not the, the purpose of those exercises. I mean, those exercises are great. They should be in your program. But that's not the reason. That's not the actual physiological logical reason you build muscle. It is from the actual work done. Okay. So I've probably confused a lot of people uh, with that scientific study, but it's a very delicate study, very well-designed study, and just shows you that um, you know we're spending time focusing on the wrong things. A lot of old muscle-building articles are anyways. Okay, so into uh, Wednesday, we're going to look at another workout that Jay helped me with. But first, a quote from Jay from his new book, Triple Threat Muscle. It's a great book. I've read it twice now. Um, he says something about, you know, training to failure, and he says, never train to failure. He says, it's just not necessary or needed. It will just crush you in the long term. And he has this great quote where he says, at the end of the workout, you should feel like you dominated the weights rather than the weights dominated you, okay? Good mindset tip there. Make sure when you go in, you're not trained to, to failure all the time. He's taken that out. I mean, he's trained thousands of people, thousands of hours in the gym. He spent so much time there, and it just, you just go through do your training. You don't have to go to failure. And in fact, when I was an undergraduate, I did another study where I had people do exercise to failure, and we measured um, EMG, which is electromyography, so the electrical stimulus to the muscle. And what we found was these guys reached maximum voluntary activation of their muscles two to three repetitions short of failure. Okay? So at 90% of the number of repetitions you can do, so say at you know, if you're going to, if you fail at 10 reps, at the ninth rep, you're already activating all of your muscle. So you don't have to go to failure. Okay, again, that one probably could benefit from some graphs and, you know, probably an hour lecture, but that is what I found in my research, and that goes with what Jay recommends here. Okay, so the second day of my workout program, I was doing some Olympic lifting, so I did snatch, only one or two sets, then I did squats, four by eight, lunges, two by six, and dumbbell shoulder press. Three by five. Again, very simple. Um, that's not a total body workout. Uh, well, it is with the snatch, but it is a little bit more lower body focused, and you're really going to have a lot of soreness after that. So if you want to, you can cut out the lunges from that. Um, whereas with the first day, it was more of a complete total body workout, uh, but more upper body from the first day. Okay, into Thursday, this is where we're going to talk about some metabolism stuff. Again, crushing more health and fitness myths. Uh, if you're sick of me... <laughs> That was not supposed to come out like that. If you're sick, if you're like me, if you're sick of me, you're not listening to this or you're stopping it now. But if you're like me and sick of hearing how missing a meal will slow your metabolism and how 
eating breakfast boosts your metabolism, and neither of those are really true, then you're really going to like this interview that I did with Brad Pilon. We talked about uh, very basic stuff about your metabolism, very basic stuff that everyone has to agree on in terms of nutrition. So people are always saying to me, you know, why can't you guys agree on stuff? This guy says this, this guy says that. Well, Brad and I tried to go through like three to five things that everybody has to be able to agree on. And we talked about it in this interview that you can get at ttfatloss.com forward slash diet forward slash no dash your dash metabolism. I mean, if you just go to ttfatloss.com and search for Brad Pilon, you'll get this interview to come up. Okay, so it's on that site. We talk about how breakfast doesn't boost metabolism. And there's really only one factor that can control and boost your calorie burning, and that is your lean mass. Okay, so if you lose muscle, your metabolism is going to go down. If you don't lose muscle, your metabolism should not go down. Okay, no matter if you use the warrior diet where you don't really eat all day and you eat at night, or whether you use Brad's fasting program, or whether you eat six meals per day. In fact, Brad just sent me a link to an article in the New York Times that showed a summary of the research, and no one can really find any good evidence that eating six meals per day boosts your metabolism. Now, there's one study I found um, that I posted way back, probably in 2007, that hinted at that stuff. Um, so I won't, I'll leave that one, uh, you know, six meals per day. New York Times and Brad, they say it doesn't. Um, Alan Cosgrove says people get more results with six meals per day. It doesn't matter what the mechanism is, like we talked about at the start with the research study. You know, people are focusing on the wrong mechanism with, you know, why squats and deadlifts build muscle. It's not the hormone increase, it's the work done. You know, if people are talking about six meals per day boosting your metabolism, maybe that's the wrong mechanism, but maybe it works because it helps you control your appetite or something, okay? But boosting your metabolism is actually really hard to do unless you actually gain lean muscle. Okay, into Friday, we're going to talk about the last workout that Jay helped me with. Uh, bench three by three, three sets of three, then trap bar deadlift. That's a great exercise. I haven't done it in a long time because the gym I don't have, I work out now, doesn't have a trap bar. And then pull up five reps of five at the end. So that's obviously a weighted pull up. Um, and then if you're going to do some ab stuff, this is where I did it with, uh, table crunch. It's more of like a reverse good morning because we're not flexing the spine. Um, really just extending at the top and stretching the abs and then leaning forward. Um, Contracting the abs but not shortening them by rounding the spine. Again, probably would help if you could see that one. So hopefully we'll do some seminars soon and get in front of a cable machine and show you that. Um, and then either an ab pike or knee up. So the ab pike, hanging ab pike is where you hang from the bar. Use an underhand grip. Bring your knees, or, sorry, your ankles to the bar very advanced. If you can't do that, you can do leg raises. If you can't do that, you can do knee ups. And then finally, stability ball rollout to finish off. So those are three real tough ab exercises to finish off that program. All right, into Social Support Saturday, 30 minutes of fun activity. And we left out one workout from last week. We left out uh, Workout D, which is a body weight conditioning circuit from the TT2K10 program. So we're going to talk about that this week. Instead of really giving you a social support tip, we're going to talk about this cool workout that you can do with a buddy, obviously, to challenge yourself. And so the workout goes like this. You're going to start with jumps for 15 reps. Then a burpee-chin combo. So you do a burpee, then you do a chin-up, then you go back and, and just go through that. Eight reps. Then push-ups, max reps, so as many reps as you can do. Then inverted rows for 15 reps. Then cross-body mountain climbers, eight reps per side. Then the lunge jump, six reps per side. And Spider-Man climb, eight reps per side. And sprints, 
shuttle sprint 20 seconds. That is a tough circuit. That is almost tough enough to be in my TT gauntlet program that I just came out with that you can get on the Facebook fan page, so check that out. Okay, then you're going to rest two minutes and repeat that up to two more times. So that is very, very advanced, especially with those push-ups. You're just going to go from, you know, like 50 to 25 to 15 to 20 in that last round. Okay, Sunday plan shop and prepare day. This is where we're going to get some nutrition quotes from Jay. He's got some really good stuff in his triple threat nutrition book uh, that's going to come out March 29th. And like I said, I've read it. He's got some recipes in there, uh, vegan recipes for muscle building. As you know, Jay's uh, just not into eating meat these days. And so his book, though, talks about, you know, if you want to eat meat, he talks about uh, how to do that and also the best types of meat to eat. So here's what he says. He's got some really, you know, no BS stuff. Um, when it comes to nutrition, there is one important rule you need to remember and adhere to. If a caveman couldn't eat it, you shouldn't eat it. You've probably heard that before, but Jay makes a great point. And so Jay says that means that if, you, if it comes in a bag or a box or was processed in any way, it probably isn't good for you. You know, he says this, there are different versions of this. You know, there's the paleo diet, the primal diet. You can look those up on the Internet, a number of others. Some some of them, he says, restrict certain foods while others allow them. But the basic message is the same. Eat only whole, real foods that you could pick, grow, or kill. Avoid processed foods, avoid food additives, and avoid agricultural chemicals at all costs. Drink tons of water. He says at least half your body weight in ounces per day. And he says to minimize your use of alcohol and tobacco products. That's a no-brainer, obviously. You should eliminate tobacco for sure. And Jake addresses the... Uh, objection that most people are going to have about how much this costs. And he says it in his renegade way. He says, personally, I would get rid of my cable television and stop attending all social functions long before I ever started eating cheap, unhealthy food. I mean, that's what a lot of trainers are thinking, but Jay's the only guy with the guts to say that. There is nothing in the world, this is Jay again continuing, there is nothing in the world that is more important than your body and your health. You have to be willing to spend time and money on it, because if you don't now, you will someday, in the form of doctor or hospital bills. When you think about it that way, cheap, unhealthy food is actually the most expensive food you can buy, for it will cost you far more time and money in the long run than healthy food does now. Okay? Well said, Mr. Ferugia. And then to finish off talking about building muscle and calories, Jay says, to build muscle, you need an excess of calories, but these should be clean, healthy calories. One of the easiest ways to add more calories is to simply add a tablespoon or two of some type of healthy oil to every meal. Ideally, you should use a variety of oils such as pumpkin seed, flax, hemp, and olive oil, rotating them at every meal. This has worked for tons of skinny guys I've trained and consulted with, and it will work for you. This is a much healthier option than eating another Whopper. Okay? Jay has learned all his stuff from experience and reading and studying. This guy knows a lot. He's made a lot of mistakes, and, and sometimes that's the best way to learn is by making mistakes, and he brings all of this information to you so that you don't have to make the same mistakes. So check out his blog at jasonferugia.com, F-E-R-R-U-G-G-I-A.com. He's uh, one of my best friends and uh, definitely my best friend in the fitness industry, and he will definitely help you. If you don't like... Um, that attitude, you're definitely not going to like him. So uh, just a warning in advance, he is not politically correct. All right, so next week I'm going to bring you my workout from Men's Health Magazine, April 2010. We're going to talk about the workout I have in there. 
uh, research review. We're going to talk about the number one drink you must avoid if you want to stick with your fat loss program. People who were drinking this were very quick to drop out. And nutrition, the truth about nuts for fat loss. So we've got lots of information there. Plus, I'm going to try and get in a new study about supersets and calorie burning, which uh, supports turbulent strength. So we'll talk about that next week. Thank you for being on the call. I hope you enjoyed that. Muscle and metabolism, we, we're really getting rid of a lot of myths there. And uh, we'll definitely get rid of more myths on the blog. So thank you, everyone. This is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com. And join me on the blog at ttfatloss.com to discuss this call. Have a great week and burn fat in these next seven days.